Harmonics. Welcome back to the Harmonics Podcast. I am here, as is Christine, as is Jessa, as is Annette. How's everyone doing? Good. Yeah, no? Oh, I thought you meant our listeners. No, no, I can't hear them. It doesn't matter. (laughs) There's a good enthusiastic response, though, so I can tell that you're all very happy to be here. It's like Dora can actually hear the kids. Wait, Or Steve. No. She can't? It's all an illusion. Wow. I feel so lied to. I know. (laughs) All right. Well... We're not going to do that. We're not going to lie to anyone. That's the first lie of the show. We'll be the <laughs> uh, we are probably all super exhausted because we are wrapping up what is basically a hundred years of travel mm-hmm. all yeah, in a row. Uh, so summer, as most of you may know, is our heavy travel season. Uh, we already gave you guys updates on E3 earlier in the summer, and we did a Gamescom wrap-up on the podcast. I'm guessing these could be lies as well. I don't know if we did or not. I, I haven't been remember. in any of those sessions. I Actually, know. I think we did, we but think, it's yeah. foggy right I now. I think you guys did. You know as much as you need to know about Gamescom. <laughs> See, we could just make this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, sure. None of us know. No. no. Uh, but we are going to talk about how many how many shows is it this episode? 30, 35? There's three shows we're talking about and two that we're not. What are those three shows that we're talking about? We went to PAX in yep. Seattle. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. We went to Asia. That was three for shows. A multi-city mm-hmm. tour. That Yeah, so that's technically, technically three separate shows. shows. Okay, so we're up to uh, four shows now. And then uh, Boston Fig, which was right in our own backyard. What does Boston Fig stand for, Christine? Festival of Indie Games. Good. Boston Good Festival test. Good you passed. He, he has a grin on his face. He really thought it I did know. not think that she was going to know. <laughs> I thought that she just assumed that we were setting up at a fig convention. Yeah, I thought we moved uh, the fig hotel here from uh, LA. That's, that's all I thought. I would write for Fig Good Figueroa in joke for people that love staying at the Figueroa hotels. I forget that it has a real name. (laughs) And not just called the Fig. It's not just the Fig. The Fig is a way better name. It's a Mm -hmm. great Moroccan hotel if you're in the Los Angeles area. (laughs) (laughs) Ask for Uno, tell them Christine sent you. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So, what are the shows that we're not talking about? Well, so we also did some other stuff, but um, we have so much to talk about with those three slash six shows. We went to the show in Canada. I went to Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. You're just naming places. You're not naming shows. What was the Canada show called? Because I kept seeing different. Microsoft XO event in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. We were in Toronto. Yes, that I know. They have a ferry from their airport. We're not talking about this show. (laughs) We cannot talk about Canada right now. No, I can talk about the ferry. Okay, you can talk about a ferry. The ferry is pretty great. Like in Fantasia? Yeah. Ferries? Yeah, it carries you across the water. That's pretty cool. You fly. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There, no. no. <laughs> I think we're drifting into homophone territory here. We should probably steer back to safer well, territory. You know, it's because we're in such a wonderful professional recording space with Aaron yeah, Trice, stand-up guy. He looks like he's guy. doing stand-up comedian. I'm literally stand-up right stand-up <laughs> we got just musical stand-up instruments around us that makes this legit. And things are nailed to the wall. Yep. Yeah, it's just yeah. foam. Just foam. There are yeah. lists of Tack instruments in this room, yeah. and there is one that I thought said potato, but I think it says... How would no. you even say Does that it? word? Port- Piccolo. Portato. Oh, yeah, it does look like potato. Yep. <laughs> You're losing it. I don't even know what's happening. I've had, it's been a really long, terrible, I mean, awesome summer, and I'm very tired. I mean, awake. Well, you also and moved this in I the past moved, few weeks. A lot of things have been going on. I am just, I am dying. <laughs> I am slowly dying, but I'm having Puerto Rican food for dinner for the first time in a while, so I'm psyched. That is what's keeping me alive right now, you guys. That's Just why the, I'm still the here. mere thought of Puerto Rican food yes. to come? Yes. I heard you had a song. 
I did. I don't remember the song anymore. It was just I was just freestyling. She you can't hear me. It was a one time. It was a one time thing. When the mood strikes you, you had to be there. Maybe if I get really inspired about all of the plantains I'm gonna eat. <laughs> I will. I will. I, will I definitely remember that the leadoff verse was, "I'm gonna eat some food. It's gonna <laughs> taste so good." That's all I remember. <laughs> but it was basically that repeated. I actually really like Aaron's versions better. Yeah. Yeah. Really I think that's pretty faithful to the original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, butter. so you are probably so tired because we did so much at PAX. So we should tackle PAX first, so we can rush you out of here. So you can leave the podcast early. How does that sound? That sounds great. So we did so many different things at PAX. <laughs> we were showing four different games, uh, basically, uh, and two of them were your games. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. So that was the first time I've had to actually uh, show two games at once. And, man, that is weird. Uh, we did, so, so yeah, there's two different crazy things going on. The first thing was the Fantasia Soundscape, which was this huge activation in the Grand Hyatt right on the first floor, um, and it was right across one of the busiest uh, theaters at PAX where they have a lot of panels, so. Hedgehog Theater. Yeah. My favorite name. Hedgehog Theater, which is pretty cool. Um, so we were right across from that, and this uh, organization called Lone Shark sort of designed this, I don't know, I guess, like, felt like a weird theme park uh, thing going on where there's like different... It was different, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was actually really cool. There were four different rooms, each of which represented a realm in the game, which was actually really neat. So we had one for the Shoal, which is the underwater realm. We had the final room was like really cool looking. It, it was sort of inspired by the space realm in the game, the capsule. Um, and then there was one for the neighborhood, which is a city that we've been showing off and uh, the hollow or the forest. So all of these rooms were, like, really cool themed. They're, like, coral reef, like, installations in the shoal, and then... Yeah, when you say themed, it's not like, we hung a picture up, and no, it became No, it was, underwater. like, legit, like, there was stuff in there. There were trees in the hollow, and then the... Oh gosh, what was the other room? The rooms were dressed really, yeah, really well. Yeah, they were really well You could well tell, dressed. even just walking by the outside, mm-hmm. each room had a very distinct individual feel. They yeah. did an awesome job of kind of reflecting that each of the realms in the game were very, very different. different. And they were all illuminated really nicely so that all the colors sort of shone out even if you couldn't really see on the inside, which was cool. So, you know, we basically tasked people at PAX to go through each of the rooms, perform songs. They would earn these different buttons that we would give out, um, which were really, really cute. And we have pictures of them on the blog, if you, on the Harmonics music blog, uh, if you guys want to see the recap. So we have, like, pictures of buns which had, like, the meat band on it. And then there is, and the veggie band. So you had, like, Scout a choice of, of meat and veggies. And yeah, Scout and Yen Sid buttons. So they were really, really cool. And they, people loved them. Um, what if you played in all four realms and you got a bunch of different buttons? Is there anything, like, I could trade them in for or, like, um, so get some kind of upgrade so for the, my swag? So the cool thing of going through all of the, the rooms is, like, you got a shirt and then you actually had the chance to enter uh, Fortunes to win a custom Xbox One, which is sweet. Um, we had actually given one away at PAX East and we had one every day that weekend, so there was opportunities for people to get it. So everyone was, like, super excited about it. We had it on display. Everyone was, like, really geeked out about it, so 
tons of people in line all weekend trying to get buttons and shirts. And it was actually really, really cool. And it was like one of the first events where we actually had uh, other people staffing. So it was just like, wow, I can actually take pictures and post to social and <laughs> actually talk to people, which was nice. And there was this girl who was a cosplayer who dressed like Scout from the game, which was really cool to see that in person because I think it was like the first cosplay I've ever really seen from Fantasia because it's, you know, not out That's yet. That's awesome. But it was really nice to see that, like, kind of come to life like that. And she was really bubbly and cool and, and talked to people in line. And so it was nice to sort of around and see all that stuff going on and it was great to see such a positive response i know that that's always it's always kind of a crapshoot for us when we bring games back to shows two mm-hmm. years in a row we haven't done that often yeah. like you usually just go to e3 one year and then that's it mm-hmm. uh, but this is our second full year promoting fantasia yeah unless so we've been to all of these shows before yeah, and last year, though, our activation was a little different because we kind of had a kiosk in the lobby and yep. gave stuff away, but it wasn't actually playable. So this was, like, the first time we had, like, seven kiosks for people to get hands-on, which is really, really cool, especially because, you know, since last year's, you know, build that we had showing people, the game has come such a long way, and it, it just looks and sounds incredible, and it was really well represented at the show. Um, so it was nice to people, for people to actually get a chance to get in front of it. It was tons of positive responses on Twitter and Facebook, so... That was, like, really cool to be able to do that since we're now finally close to launch. Yeah. We're so, so close. close. I can't what's, even what's believe it. What's the release date? October 21st. That's we are next month. less than four weeks away. I can't even believe it. It's like, I just feel like what is going to happen that is just going to end up in 2015 somewhere. Just, just waiting for that to happen. But Have it's you not... been working on Fantasia for the entire time that you've been at Harmonix? <laughs> no, but I've known of it <laughs> since I got here, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a long, long road, and it's, you know, it's coming out, and it's weird. I've been weirdly emotional about this whole thing. I don't know, maybe I'm just really tired. I have no idea. Yeah, but. probably a combination of emotional and tired. <laughs> and tired. Um, but things are really come together well, and PAX was an awesome venue to yeah, show Yeah, definitely. The line was actually so busy that I didn't get a chance to no. see Fantasia at PAX. Oh, I'm I tried sorry, to stop Aaron. by, and, it, like, the line was like, 10 people deep for every room. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'll see if maybe Annette's here, maybe Nick's here. Cut me to the front of the line. Nope, no nope. dice. Nope. No. Annette brought me a bacon pin, though. I, I got did. A bacon I pin tried too. to steal yeah. some pins or the buns or whatever the best I could. Uh, yeah, and we actually had another um, part of the whole crazy Fantasia activation, which was a panel that they did. Uh, that was it Saturday, I believe. Um, so it was like a, yeah, it, was a right. it was a music morning. panel. I had some Disney Interactive folks on it. Um, and it had Enon Zer, who's the composer of a lot of the original score in the game. So it was really cool to hear from him. Um, and then there was also Eddie Kramer, who's a like big time music producer, worked on stuff with Jimi Hendrix. So he talked a little bit about, uh, the song Fire in the game, which is pretty cool. We announced the full soundtrack that day. So people were really excited and it was nice to get real time reactions from people as the songs were being announced and, you know, their level of excitement over it. So it was really cool. Um, you know, it was just, like, really fun to just sit and watch and see how excited people really are about the game and how moved they were by the whole thing. And, you know, I really hope that excitement kind of carries on through next month because it's coming out. Yeah. And and you didn't even remember Devs and Bevs. You showed there, too. Yeah, so that Sunday, uh, Sunday, right? Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, yep. night. Sunday night. Uh, Double Fine was very kind and let Harmonix open and close their event Devs and Bevs at the Hard Rock Um and that was really cool. We actually just 
had the game running, and I thought we were going to do our usual song and dance of, you know, this is the game, it's really weird, ta-da, and play it. But instead, uh, Greg Rice ended up just started playing, and people started just walking up and playing. We're like, all right, this is happening. We're just going to let it roll. So ended up being a really cool way to keep a nice, cool, fun soundtrack That's going great. for the event. So kind of really got the party started in a really interesting way. Um, Greg Rice being one of the guys from Double Fine, he's awesome. So, yeah. That was really cool. That's a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. And that's not even all the stuff I was right? doing. That's that's one of two games that you were repping at PAX yeah. this year. Yeah. No, then the whole other thing that happened was Amplitude, which is awesome. We uh, It was actually really exciting for me because it was the first time we actually got the game in some way, shape, or form in front of people. Which and is actually like, started fulfilling some of those um, some of the backer rewards. From yeah, the, from the so we've been slowly rolling out uh, some backer fulfillment stuff. This particular one being um, we had a tier for people to get VIP treatment and a harmonics panel, that harmonics panel being the PAX Rumble, which you could talk about in more detail. Oh, we'll get into that later. In a bit, because that one's a bit of a doozy, but we, you know, gave that crew, who were super awesome, if you're listening, thank you for being just the best, they're just the nicest group of people, super excited about our games. Um, they got front row treatment, they got into the panel early, before then I met them all at a hotel nearby, and we went and walked to Starbucks, and all, like, almost 20 of us went and just ordered coffee and got them all super caffeinated since we had the first panel of the day and they looked like they were dying so I was like oh we should all get caffeine because yeah, I want some coffee. It was a rough, rough time. Yeah so I was I had we had coffee and donuts and our, our CEO Steve uh, helped me carry like boxes of Top Bot donuts and juice and milk and stuff and we went got coffee went to the panel we fed them took care of them um, and then afterward I had to kind of run off a little early to set up in another space where we had a secret location in another hotel um, where we kind of, like, made a little bit of a party space. Uh, we had the VIPs come, and then people from the harmonics event we had the that Saturday. Saturday? Friday. Friday? Friday. Friday. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did so, much, so many things Four happened. Four days in packs, Yeah. So many the, days. Uh, the Top Pod event that we'd had, um, we invited some people there, just anyone else who'd expressed any interest in, in Amplitude that weekend. We just, like, kind of slipped an invite to... And went by to this event where we had food and some drinks and a giant CRT, which shout out to Brett Cutler from just an amazing studio in Seattle to let us use this giant television. It's probably the heaviest TV I've ever encountered in my life. Yes, it was basically Alex Rogopoulos wanted a CRT to play the original Amplitude. He just wanted to play because multiplayer. Because you can't play on a modern TV because the lag is so wonky. It's, it's not great. So And there's no way to calibrate because back in the day you couldn't do that kind of thing because you didn't have to. So, yeah, so we had to get a CRT. And we asked the internet, and the internet came through, and we got, found this giant 300-pound television that Aaron actually helped yeah, it was you, me, Jay, and our Uber driver <laughs> all trying to lift this thing up. And it was like a 40, 42-inch CRT a TV. big TV. But it's so deep, and it was so unbelievably heavy. And at one point, like, it almost crushed the Uber driver's hand. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to move it into the back of his car. It was, it was, it was awful. That was one of the hardest parts of PAX, having to move that TV. Yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. So, but we did it. We got it to the hotel, and then we got it out of there. So that's really cool. Jessa is having a meltdown <laughs> right now, and I'm trying not to laugh uh, because we're all children. But yes, oh. <laughs> that TV. She's losing it. That TV. Um, 
but no, but we made it work. So Alex actually got to play against other people at this event, and there was this one I heard kid. beat him, right? Yeah, no, eventually, so he was just cleaning house, like, every, just kicking everyone's ass. And then at some point, this one guy comes up, and he was super awesome, just whooped him, and it just, like, kept just destroying everybody. And he was incredible. It was, like, really cool to watch. And Alex That's was like, sweet. nope. And they just kept going back and forth. And they actually took a picture together, which was really cool. Um, so that was nice. And then, you know, we had the VIPs and other folks come by and just talk about how excited they were about the Kickstarter and that they backed it and their, you know, stories about the original Amplitude, which is always really cool to hear. And, you know, everyone gets super nostalgic. And then the, the extra super cool thing was we actually had, a, like, our, you know, really super work-in-progress build of what we're working on right now in Amplitude uh, playable there. So people actually got a chance to get some hands-on. And it's, like, super rough and early, but, you know, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten has been, you know, like, oh, man, it totally feels like the old amplitude. Good. Like, it already feels great. I can't believe it's already so far along, even though it's, like, you know, a ways away. Um, so, yeah, people like the music and everything. And, you know, for backers that are listening that couldn't be at PAX, we're going to have an update soon um, where you guys can actually see some footage and not feel left out because you guys should see this stuff. It's actually pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. The game's fun. I actually am playing it often, and I enjoy it, because I want to be really good at it and kick everyone's ass. Like, so. <laughs> you're you're going to be the new Alex. I, I know. I want to, I need to be Alex. And Ryan. Ryan was also there. Ryan is the, uh, the creative lead on the project, and he was there and was able to answer questions, and people gave him some really, you know, good feedback, and that he brought back to the team, which is, like, always really exciting. Um, that, you know, that they're really receptive to this stuff and devs always want to pay attention yeah. to what they're doing. Especially yeah, that was, a really, like that was a really valuable part of PAX this year where it's usually just our team set mm-hmm. up at these events and we always relay that feedback back to the teams when we get back to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this time, for Steve, our CEO, and Alex, our co-founder, and for Ryan, the creative lead, to be there and actually hear that firsthand and to be able to walk the show floor and see how all of our games were mm-hmm. received on the show floor, that's hugely valuable so for for people that were able to meet up with them and uh and you know pass that feedback along thank you for that that's Mm -hmm. you know awesome to know that people are willing to uh to give that feedback to our dev team to help make games better yeah so thanks and also speaking of making games better we have some links floating around for play testing we do yeah if you go to uh harmonicsmusic.com slash playtest you can uh sign up to be a playtester here you do not have to live in or near boston uh, we will be testing games. We do not know yet which games you will be invited to play test. Uh, what consoles? Could be anything. Could be anything. Could be anything. Wow. I've also seen a lot of people saying, oh, I hope I get picked. You won't know if you get picked yet. We're going to roll out. We'll pick people based on their answers. We'll pick people yep. based on, you know, sometimes we'll have stuff here in the office we'll need yeah. people for. And you might not be picked um, now, but you could be picked, like, way down yeah. the line, just, like, hang You could out. be picked repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way we used to approach playtest, we use, like we do a ton of playtesting locally, oh, yeah. and we bring in a lot of friends and family, and we bring in a lot of local people, um, but we have to kind of approach it every single time from scratch for every new game. Yep. Uh, so now we're casting a slightly wider net to try to get people for all of these games that we're working on. Um, so there could be a single player game, could be a multiplayer game, could be a game on Steam, it could be a game on console. Uh, like we have so much stuff going on right now. There's tons and tons of variety. Uh, so definitely sign up. Um, you know, if we don't pull you in for playtest right away, there's definitely plenty of chances moving forward. Mm-hmm. We have more games than we know what to do with. Yep. Yeah. And we showed 
so many of so them. many of them at packs. <laughs> yeah. We have more games than you can shake a stick at. Is that's that a thing you guys? Yeah, have that's, that's uh, good. No, I mean, it, yeah, it depends on the size right. of stick and the, the, the type of stick, but yeah, but yeah, no, I, yeah, that's that. that you use. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't nice. use that phrase often. Hey, she was freaking out about TV earlier. I know. Anyway, you just so listen to yourself. Uh, other things that happened. <laughs> let's see. So we had swag. That was fun. Yep. A lot of fun swag. We actually made amplitude patches that people on the internet that didn't get them were really mad about. But they're 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 fun. They're really cool. They have a blaster on it, and there's like some words on it that might mean something related to the game that we're not talking about right now. Ryan did an awesome job with those. Yeah, like I really when, like the colors on the patch. Yeah. The colors are really nice. When we started talking about doing like a flight jacket style patch, like it looks like something that mm-hmm. like an astronaut would wear yep. on a jacket. And that was like very much what they were kind of like looking at old NASA patches and stuff to see. You know, that was just like his immediate thing. I was like, well, we want to make patches. He's like, I got it. And he just, and he just like made this thing. I was like, okay, that's great. So we have really cool patches and we're excited about future swag that we could be making. Um, we had some like really neat info cards too. And yeah, it was just nice to finally get the game out in the public. And we'll be doing a lot more of that later in the year and hopefully early next year. And obviously at PAX East because we have to make a party happen at some yeah, point. We- so. Yay! We have some of that swag left over, right? We do. We might be doing something with that later, maybe? We could do a giveaway, maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. I'm tired just talking about yeah. it. That's only half a nap now. That's not even all of it. That's not even half a pack. Yeah. That's kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that's all your stuff, Annette, if you wanted to bail. That is. I mean, okay. as much as I want to hear about the wonders of, of Dan Central Spotlight... And a city sleep. And a city sleep. And the Pax Rumble. And the Pax Rumble. And the Top Pop Party. Wow. What? How long is this podcast again? <laughs> I know. I think we I might. I mean, book we're going to need to start speaking faster. Yeah, sorry. I, I kind of went on about. I mean, there's just so much. That's all good there's stuff. so much stuff. Yeah. A city sleeps is also at Devs and Bev. So there, check yep. mark. We're done with there it. There you go. Yeah. Knock that off. A city sleeps was everywhere at PAX. Yeah, it was like the roaming kiosk. It was. And by kiosk, I mean Pope. Pope. Yeah. Pope was a roaming gnome. He was. Yes. He yep. was a Roman gnome. Roman gnome. Oh, yeah. Gladiator style. Yep. Uh, yeah. A City Sleeps was at Devs and Bevs uh, at the end of the night, which was awesome. So Pope and Nick showed that off. They even got a lot of, uh, a couple of people from the crowd to come up and play, which was neat. Uh, it was also at the Double Fine booth from 2 to 3 p.m. every day. Double Fine really helped us out. They, this yeah, they are so yeah. awesome. They're the best. They're great. Um, yeah, they gave us space in their booth from 2 to 3 p.m. every day, so Pope and Nick were over there uh, getting people hands-on with the game. We uh, um, we traded spaces off with uh, Gang Beasts, yeah. which was, for many people, the game of the show, um, from, a, from a studio called Bone Loaf. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds great. They're awesome. Which um, is not what I expected. <laughs> but because A City Sleeps was set up in that space, tons of people would come by looking for Gang Beasts, and they would find a city sleeps, which kind of worked to our advantage. Yeah. Because it meant that people would stick around and play Harmonic's new game. Harmonic's new game. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that was the working title. <laughs> yeah. For a city for everything. Uh, so yeah, we were set up for an hour every day in the uh, in the double fine booth. Yep. And then when Pope uh, and Nick would finish up their shifts there, they would come to the Dance Central Spotlight stage. Uh, that you and I were staffing, Christine. Yeah. Uh, and they would hang out there, and they would do these kind of, like, impromptu playtest sessions where Pope would have, uh, like, a foam core sign that he had made at the Kinko's downstairs. <laughs> and he'd have it leaning on a chair, and people would come over, and they would say, are you demoing this game? And he'd say, yeah, sit down and play. 
uh, and it was really like it was super casual, but a lot of people that either couldn't catch us at the Double Fine booth or had heard about it because we only announced the day before PAX started. Yep. Um, so it was it was cool to have those laptops set up where we could kind of roam uh, and then have people just kind of like show up and demo on the spot. Yeah. They also had both laptops set up at the Top Bot party. Yep. Uh, so Nick and Pope were both showing off the game there. Um, do you want to talk more about all of the donuts we ate? <sighs> yes, but we... first let me, I'm going to go. I'm going to run. You don't care about the donuts? I can't because I don't want hungry. them and I can't have That's any. That's true. Uh, You're but gonna have I love Puerto you all. Food. I'm going to go work on some amplitude stuff. Okay. Yay! Good job. Sit. Good job, Annette. Have a chair. I'm going to sit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition from the stick mic to the mounted mic. We'll see how that goes. Good job filling the dead air, guys. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought about that. trying to like fill it with with like Jeopardy music or no, something, but my brain would not like, wrap around what I could. It's like a radio performance, and you need to be able to hear the door open and close, and hear you set stuff down and sit down. In, in that case, <laughs> I would have liked uh, the wood blocks to denote my steps from <laughs> one side of the room to the other. <laughs> Next time. Uh, in post. In post. We'll fix it in post. Harmonics Good Halloween strategy. radio theater would be so fun. Done. Oh, I'm on man. board. I'm we, on board. We'll do a murder mystery. We should do, the, our, we our should do that as our, our, our Halloween podcast. We should murder Nick. Oh, my God. We should totally murder Nick. <laughs> That'd be great. I love that every year when we plan our, our Halloween like live stream or podcast, the first thing that comes to mind is how can we troll Nick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, he's Dracula. He deserves it. He is Dracula. Oh, this would be so good. Uh, so Top Pot Donuts is mm-hmm. the best Top Pot uh, in all of Seattle, and it's the best donuts in the world. Yes. Uh, we have rented that space twice in the past, I think, and it's always been awesome. It's a super casual uh, community hangout. Uh, so we rent this donut place like two blocks from the convention center, uh, and Harmonix buys everyone donuts and coffee. Except me. Except Jessa, because you were in Asia. You guys all tweeted about your donuts. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We didn't bring you any back either. Nope. No. We really tried, though. Nope. Yeah, we, we did. really tried. Uh, Pope, we Pope and Aaron and I in, yeah, I believe in the yeah. cab on the way to the airport, up until the point at which we were, like, almost to the highway, we're like, can, can, do we have time to go to Top no, Hot? We should go to Top Hot. I remember. Oh, we don't, tell you, we don't have time. Don't forget this. Uh, so, uh, so it's kind of a guessing game trying to figure out how many people are going to show up, how many donuts we need. Uh, so we had ordered 150 donuts to start. Um, those went in the first 30 minutes. Uh, and we said, give us another 150 donuts. No way we're going to run out of that. Uh, and then we ran out of those. Um, and, uh, and that got us almost to the two hour mark. So within two hours, the harmonics fans at that hangout consumed just about 300 donuts. <laughs> How uh, many of those were you? Um, I mean, less than half of those, <laughs> I think. Um, I, I did have five. I think okay, I had five uh, five that night. Four or five is going to be which my is, guess. Th- they're large, large they're donuts. They're gigantic. Um, the sugar-covered ones were so good. They were like pillows. They were, they were, they were like sugary fluffy pillows. fluffy clouds that yep. were deep-fried and covered in sugar. Loved it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that was awesome as always. It's a cool chance for us to get people, um, from the harmonics community to come and hang out. That's not on the busy show floor at PAX. 
so we had uh, a bunch of people show up and we got to shoot the breeze with them, got to chit chat, uh, answer a lot of questions about where's Rock Band 4, uh, and, uh, and got to talk about all the other games that we have in development as well, which was pretty cool. Um, and then you had mentioned that Nick and Pope had already set up um, a, a, a City Sleeps there, so yeah. we were able to do demos there. And we also gave away uh, a bunch of swag for Dance Central Spotlight yeah. and for um, and for Amplitude. We had some of those patches there. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, just kind of like an, an informal harmonics community mixer, um, but always always one of the highlights of PAX. So yes. thank you to everyone that came out to that. It's always a good time. Uh, and then back on the show floor... Uh, we had Dance Central Spotlight set up in one of the free play areas. You wanna, you wanna talk about that? Yeah. So we had, um, we actually weren't on the show floor. We were close to the show floor. So we were on the second floor on your way up to getting into the convention center, uh, across from a juice bar, which was a great location. Yeah. Uh, because um, it was a big play area that people could play at. Um, the sound was awesome. Uh, and because it was such an open area, there was a lot more space for people to watch the game. And so we had a lot of people that would watch, even from the balcony, would watch people playing. Yeah. And we'd spot them and they were, uh, you know, they'd be dancing up there and, you know, we'd wave at them. And eventually, you know, folks would come down and join us. So it was a big old dance party uh, in the middle of the second floor atrium. Um, but it was great. We had tons of people come by all weekend. Uh, we were giving away... Awesome swag. Jessa designed these cool water bottles that have our new um, fitness icons on them, uh, and they were shiny, which was exciting. Uh, Not the we... shiniest swag we had, though. No. Well, I don't know if I'd call those shiny. They were they were uh, gold stars that blinked when you turned them on. If I was a magpie, I would be more attracted to the stars really? than the bottle. Oh, yeah. The flashing lights instead of the shiny? That was a song lyric. Was it? If I was a magpie, I would be more attracted to the stars. Oh, yeah. That's okay. good. I like yeah. that. Should that, that be the podcast title? Trademarked. That touched copyrighted me. That touched me. me in my heart. Podcast title. Don't steal that lyric. <laughs> that touched me in my heart. Uh, yes. So people Derailed were attracted right to the, the... I don't know what else to say to you about that. Um, the, the flashing gold stars did attract a lot of people to the stage because every time we would dump them out on a table nearby... Uh, Aaron and I would turn half of them on so they would be flashing. Uh, so people would come to see what that was all about. And it's like such a simple idea, just like yeah. LEDs, like the oh, same yeah. as oh, yeah. like a bicycle reflector that yeah. you would wear so you wouldn't get hit while you were riding right. at night. That's technically what they are. But yeah. It's, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. No, pe people swarm to them. Like as great. soon as you set them out, like people saw the blinking, gravitated right to them. People would wear them on their lanyards or on their bags all weekend long. I had them on uh, in my shoelaces. Like a small yep. child oh, might yeah. because it made me really happy. Yeah, Aaron and I tag team the swag this year. I think we did a good job with the DC yep. stuff. Like we, it, it's hard to follow up things like slap bracelets and fanny packs. Oh, and yeah. I, know. I had my fanny pack with me at the show. It's so useful. Yep. Exactly. And so it was, it was tough to come up with a following act. But tear away pants. I'm telling you, <laughs> one of these years we're gonna no, do it. I know. Premium swag. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the swag went really well. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of people in costume. Uh, getting cosplayers up on stage yeah. is always always a big hit at the DC stage. Again, because it is such a, a spectator friendly yeah. setup. Yeah. Lots of um, little kids. Yep, yeah. we had um, um, we had an awesome Maleficent. Yeah, um, we had fabulous. Um, uh, we had a, a DC cosplayer. We had um, Amelia and uh, Amelia there. Yep, Amelia came by. We had uh, Deadpool came by. A lot of Deadpools. Yeah, whole family of Deadpools. Uh, was uh, it was a Wonder Woman? Yeah, uh, one of the henchmen from Venture Brothers. Mm -hmm. um, there was a dude in a giant. It wasn't a Transformer costume, but it was a giant robot costume. Mm -hmm. 
early on in the uh, in the weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's always a blast. Like people will get up in ridiculous costumes and people stop and take photos. Yeah. Um, Especially when the people in the ridiculous costumes are dancing to turn down for what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was definitely, that was probably the song of the show. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was going to be happy, but I was glad. It was close. Glad that we ended up getting a little bit more variety because this was actually the first time that we had uh, the full 10 song set list for DC Spotlight and then like another 40 songs yeah. uh, as DLC playable. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, because you've been demoing it with like, Five songs. Yep, five right? to ten songs for four months. Yeah. Ugh. So we got to... It's fine. They only played two of them anyway. Got to reap the benefits <laughs> of your hard work. Yep. So thank you for that. Yeah. I stayed here late at night getting those set up just for you guys. Yeah. You know. And then you, thank it you. paid off. Yeah. It paid off. People really dug it. Yeah. People were stunned that we had so many tracks available to yeah. choose from to play, um, especially because it was, you know, the game wasn't even out yet. Yeah. Um, so... It's good. Yeah. That was good timing, too, to have packs right before launch. Uh, it kind of gave us... That was not good timing. <laughs> no, it was great timing. It was, timing. Say, it was good timing was, in that was... when people would say, oh, when can I get this? I could say, Tuesday. Yeah. That was good timing. The fact that I was on a plane... To have everyone out of the office at launch, that <laughs> at was launch. bad timing. Yes. No. <laughs> but, but for us to have... Dance Central Spotlight at the show. Yes. yes. If we had, like, if for the sake of argument, we could double everyone on the team, like clone everyone. Oh, no. uh, And have half the team staff packs, that would have been ideal. Mm -hmm. Sure. It was good for the game to be at the show. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah, that's that's my main point. (laughs) It was bad for all of us to be out when the game was launching. Yes, we should not do that anymore. Yeah, we're good at that, though. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we just say for the record, cloning Nick Chester would be a bad idea? Yeah. I mean, it would only be good in insofar as we could kill him twice uh, <laughs> on the, the Halloween-themed murder mystery show that we're planning. I like to think that his daughter's going to grow up to be my clone. So that Pretty just, much. She is sassy her. like you. She's awesome. She's my spirit animal. So, yeah, I think that was all of PAX. We showed tons of Fantasia. We We showed tons of DC Spotlight. We had the Amplitude VIP event, uh, and we had a City Sleeps um, roaming uh, prior to launch. Uh, The Rumble is probably too big a thing to tackle here. We only have 15 minutes left in this episode. Um, So, broad strokes, uh, we had a panel on Sunday morning where Pope and I ran a Royal Rumble for an N64 wrestling game where we invite 30 of our favorite people in the games industry. Uh, We had people um, from a ton of different studios, uh, AAA devs from first-party publishers, um, indie devs. Um, We had people from um, uh, local um, comic companies, um, from Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Um, It's just like an awesome assortment of people. Um, And they sit in a room and play wrestling games with each other for an hour. And there are so many costumes and there was so much violence. Um, (laughs) There were broken bottles. uh, There was an urn. uh, Someone at some point summoned the Underdraker. John Drake came out in a leather duster. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, it was absolutely absurd. Um, There's tons of photos floating around. If you hit up Twitter and search for hashtag Pax Rumble, that's the easiest way uh, to find a recap. You can find the video up on YouTube. You should check it out. It's always a good time. I am sure that I will end up organizing another one of these uh, as they continue to be stupid popular. Uh, <laughs> but it was 
it was a high point of my packs uh, <laughs> to have to have that show. Um, but did you have self-cleaning toilets? I did not. Because I definitely spent a week with those. A whole week just oh, with the toilets. Well, no. Tell me about that. So that was part of the problem. While all of these people were off eating donuts and doing grumbles in Seattle, uh, myself and our lead designer on Dance Central Spotlight, now that Jim Topol is gone, uh, Ali Thresher, took a little jaunt across the pond to Asia. And we went to... Singapore and Seoul, South Korea, and Taipei, Taiwan. And the toilet thing is that in Singapore, your entire hotel room was, like, remote-controlled. Okay. (laughs) So you could lie in your bed, and you could just, like, control everything with remote control. And, like, toilets were automatic and everything. But then we went to South Korea, and things were manual again. And so you'd go, and you'd, like, walk up to the toilet, and the lid wouldn't rise, so you'd stand there and wait, because it should. Like the dark ages. <laughs> yeah. You go to the you go to the sink to wash your hands, and you just stand there, because no water would come out of the faucet, because you had to, like, do the handle. Uh, it made, it kind of ruined me for the United States. Uh, so... That's Were really you in part. Asia for like a, a toilet, toilet tour, tour yeah. uh, of Asia, toilet or was there like some <laughs> some like ulterior game motivation uh, for sending you there? No, it was the toilets. Uh, <laughs> no, Did you just call them turlets. <laughs> no, it's the turlets. It's the turlets. Uh, no, so the real reason we went is um, as a pre-launch tour for the Xbox One coming to Hong Kong, Singapore. South Korea, Taiwan, maybe a few other places, um, very soon now, up on September 23rd. So we traveled around for a week with some other developers um, from Insomniac and Capcom and Activision and uh, who puts Forza? Forza. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just Forza. It's Johnny Forza. Yeah, okay, and Johnny <laughs> he Forza. He handles it all. <laughs> so we traveled around with a bunch of really awesome people for a week and did... Um, Two full events every day. We would have a keynote stage performance where Ellie and I would play Titanium to crowds delight. And then we'd have BCDs for uh, press room appointments for several hours. And then we'd spend the afternoon getting to some shenanigan. And then we'd go back and do the whole thing, keynote and hangouts again for community events. And it was actually really awesome to get to go do this because we don't really get to do a whole lot with our Asian audience but we know that there are a lot of Dan Central fans in Asia. Yeah, this is really only the like the third, maybe fourth time in like the last five years where we've been able to attend larger events like this. I think we've done Tokyo Game Show once. Yeah, and that was before my time. And that was like 2007 or yeah. early 2008 we did that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even an adult yet. <laughs> no. You'll get there someday. I'm, like, oh, I'm working on it. Uh, yeah, we, we don't get to do a whole lot in Asia. I mean, it's expensive. It's a long trip. It took us about 30-something hours to get there. Um, but things went well. It was it was really gratifying to see how many people there really loved the games. Um, my favorite, the the most excitable of all the fans were in South Korea. Um, they, we finished our keynote with the media in the morning, and they just lost it. I've never had really? an audience cheer for me like that before. It was incredible. And it's really fun when you get to travel with the same group of developers and Microsoft employees for a whole week, and you make a lot of good friends on the road. And so it was it was good, the good kind of chaos of doing a show, loading out late that night, a day of travel where you completely change countries, then another day of events, then another day of travel, and it's kind of nuts, but it was really cool to get quick 
glimpses of these three countries that I had never been to and meet a lot of really awesome fans over there. And and so it was three countries, how many cities? One city in each country. Okay, so three three countries in what time frame? So we all in, including all travel, we were gone for nine days. Nine days. But when it came down I mean, to like it... that's like a full day of travel, I, like in both directions. Exactly. Yeah. So when it came down to it, it really was... Uh, three countries in like five days because we do event travel event travel event and then came home that's rough um but it was weirdly not as rough as i expected we were we didn't really sleep but that was okay because we somehow powered through just fine i think all the energy and the excitement it was really cool to be there and they're beautiful cities singapore is like a space age city it's nuts it's nuts um, but so it was a really awesome experience to get to go there. We all kept joking around. We're going to turn around and go do it again. Huh. I go back in a heartbeat. But well, Thrasher's got to be a good road warrior to travel. Oh yeah, too. She, she and I have she traveled. Did all the rock band yeah, she stuff. and I have traveled a lot before together. We've even done trips just the two of us together, and always had a lot of fun. So um, it was it was cool to have her along and f- to experience all of the fun shenanigans. We did indoor skydiving. We got massages. Those toilets. The toilets were super cool. We went out to, a, like, a rooftop club in Taipei. Like, it was just all great. That's and the awesome. venues were awesome. In South Korea, the venue was, they have all these um, giant, like, metal shipping crates. And they put them all together and hauled them out. And that was the event space. It's what? like a demo space that belongs to this art museum. That's bonkers. It was really cool. And, uh, I, yeah, so that was that was most of it. It was nuts. That's good. We Got back from that two days later. Christina and I went to Toronto for two days. But um, we're not talking about it. We're not that. talking about it, but it did happen. Bear witness. And we then very involved, yes. And now we are back for the foreseeable future. All of us, I think. Uh yeah. Right? Yeah. Well I'm I'm going to Ireland for two weeks, but that's unrelated. That doesn't count. Just that's not, not work. A work trip. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean we might have some press stuff coming up, like Pope might be doing a West Coast press tour for uh, for City Sleeps. Um, Nick might be doing some press stuff, but, but they're not this really is like the last of the big events. We had some yeah. local stuff, and actually, like while we sent you all the way to the other side of the world to do the hardest <laughs> possible uh, events, um, Pope has been doing the easiest local shows. He actually just set up at Boston Fig, yeah, uh, Festival of Indie Games last week. Um, and he was there showing off a of City Sleeps. It was him, Nick Chester, uh, Dan Chase, um, and Melissa, um, uh, who was there helping out, too. Um, so we actually, like, didn't really know what to expect. It's it's a smaller local show held at MIT. It's mostly, uh, like, indie devs, like, a lot of student projects, uh, a lot of, like, one- and two-person teams. Um, so we, we weren't entirely sure what to expect from our setup, but the attendance was, was like awesome. awesome. People were super enthusiastic. Uh, we had three setups for a city sleeps playing um, all day long, like for eight full hours on Saturday, and we had a line um, throughout the course of the day, um, which was really cool to be able to um, like set up literally in our backyard. Like MIT is right down the street from our offices. Yeah. Uh, so to be able to set up there, uh, connect with the indie community, uh, proletariat, our office uh, neighbors, um, had a setup there as well. Yeah. Um, there were a few harmonics people that had their own games represented there. Uh, Dawn, who's been on the podcast and live stream a number of times, had her Oculus title Alien Makeout Simulator playable there, mm-hmm. uh, which is as good as it sounds. Mm-hmm. They also uh, had swag that they were giving away. Really? They gave away chapstick. Okay, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. We should have her help uh, brainstorm for us. <laughs> I like that thinking. Um, I walked into the elevator this morning with her explaining their booth setup, and it was like a kissing booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, cute. But it was uh, ringed with uh, like red pepper lights, like Christmas ornament oh, okay. lights, uh, and they were set up. Uh, they were connected to the Oculus so that when the kiss actually happened the lights would blink and strobe faster. <laughs> uh, there were a number of kids that played, uh, and she said at least two people who experienced their first kiss Aww. in the Alien Makeout Simulator, which is... Something. This the is the magic, future. The magic of Something. video games. It's the future. Uh, yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was, it was really cool being there, too. I had not been to Bfigs before, and it, it was awesome to see how many people... We're there and we're excited yeah. and checking out games and like they, you know, the a city sleeps area was just packed the whole time, and it was it was fun for me that I didn't work I just hung out. Yeah, I yeah. went up. In I the think morning. their attendance has doubled every year. There's a ton wow. of people. It was really cool. Yeah, it'll be awesome to see how that grows. Yeah. Um, who else? I know that um, that Sully, um, one of our uh, one of our devs on an as yet unannounced harmonics project, mm-hmm. one of like. Uh, 50 unannounced games that we have uh, in the pipeline. Um, Sully was there with his game. Um, I did not get a chance to see that. That's Black Hat Oculus. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, we should have him on the show soon. Yeah. We should have all the folks working on their own yeah. games on the show and soon. Don and Sully's games both won awards. Of really? There yeah. were seven awards given, and between the two of them, they won three of them. Nice. So... Good on Harmonics yeah. repping, even yeah. for non-harmonics titles. And, and, uh, and Harmonics alum. Harmonics alum, yeah. Frank yeah. was there set up with yep. blood, uh, blood Alloy. Yeah, I blood sat oily. there and did nothing all day. <laughs> People would come by, and they'd be like, oh, are you in the desert? I'd be like, no, I'm just married to that guy. And they'd be like, oh, can we play this game? I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to do it, though. That's easy. <laughs> I learned. I learned. I wasn't working, though. Just can't get out of event mode. No. It was mm. nice. It was fun. It was cool to see people there and see the excitement and get to take a bit of a breather at a show for once. Yeah. I think that in the future we're going to try to do more local shows like this. Things yeah, where we nice. can connect to other indie devs and um, and just kind of like there's there's so many shows that we have to travel for, um, but it, it'll be nice to be able to do more local stuff too. So yep. Lord knows we got enough stuff to show off. I know. Um, in between uh, all the games that we've already announced and have already released, we recently announced a deal with Tilting Point. Um, for uh, for several games, um, and we announced um, the uh, Harmonics Music Visualizer. Yep, um, Harmonics Music VR. Yep, for the Gear VR system. And there's still more announcements to come. So yeah, all the time. Uh, but we'll have to save that for future shows. This is just an event wrap up. This is what we've done in literally the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, mm. That is a lot of stuff. But hopefully, we shouldn't have too much travel interrupting. Uh, work in the near future, and we'll be able to spend more time on the podcast talking to you lovely people. Yep. That's the hope. Anything else? Uh, a CitySleeps.com. A CitySleeps.com. Pre-order game. You get 15% off right 15% now. 15% off right now. HarmonicsMusic.com slash playtest. Sign up to be one of our playtesters. Yep. 15% off playtesting right now. Sure. Yep. Uh, anything else? For Dance Central, we started putting out DLC this week again. Nice. Uh, so happy about Grande, DLC. Dance Pack 01 came out this week. And DLC is cheaper, which is a thing that a lot of yeah, people Yeah, it is. Out. Singles Only are now $1.99. Two song packs are $3.49. Um, so now we are going to continue to release DLC on a steady basis. So stay tuned to the Dance Central socials to see 
what we have coming up. Uh, sometimes we'll announce songs other places. We can do whatever we want. It's going to be crazy. Should be awesome. Lots of cool stuff coming up. I saw the list. There's some good stuff oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about this list. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Cool. People will have to tune into future shows. To I know. I can't tell them right now. the live stream. Yeah. Or any of our social channels. Sign Correct. up for the newsletter. We might yeah. be announcing songs in the newsletter in the near future. Just basically stay plugged into everything we're doing in all the different places. Yeah. And then you'll be fine. Everything will be perfect. Yep. <laughs> all right. I think that does it for this show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.